My name is Tracy Ariel, and I am Unapologetically Canadian. And welcome to Unapologetically Canadian's latest season, where we focus on ancestors, businesses, creators, and community in Canada. And the, um, this week, we're going to be focusing on community. Uh, the whole month of August, a bunch of us use our uh, legs to uh, raise money for cancer and join a whole bunch of other people to uh, participate in a community that really cares. Uh, my interview with Inter Ian Parker can give you more information about all, all about it. And uh, I'd love to hear about what you're doing uh, this summer too. And uh, drop me a line if you can. And here's the interview. Uh, okay, so hello, my name is Ian Parker. Um, I am a member of the Sick Kids Foundation Special Events team as a coordinator. Um, and more specifically, my role for this year, or for the next few months at least, is uh, I am the manager for the Great Cycle Challenge, which is our largest uh, fundraiser. It is a month-long annual campaign taking place in the month of August. Um, but as I will eventually tell you, it is well underway, and we've already started our fundraising and hoping to get a good head start and crush our goal for this year. Yeah, and I'm um I've participated. This is my third year, and I've already raised three hundred and five dollars. So I'm all happy. <laughs> nice, you're three five dollars ahead of me. So great job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I've been getting everyone else to raise money. I thought I should probably do this for myself too. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm ra I'm um, raising money on behalf of my uh, my mom died in two thousand and ten. So oh. I'm writing I'm writing in her memory. So uh, okay. this is one of the annual fundraisers that I do for myself uh, in her memory. Because, oh, that's uh, awesome. That's really sweet of you. Yeah. So I think it's um, it's actually very motivating to work with a whole lot of other people who are raising money for research. And mm -hmm. what I like about this challenge as well is that you do it as part of your regular life. It's not, you don't start in one place and end in another place. There's no touring. Yeah. You can do whatever works for you. And I think that yeah. makes it. for a bike ride just around your neighborhood every day but you're still making a difference yeah which is basically the way i've done it like i've done my 300 kilometers <laughs> just by biking around my neighborhood so <laughs> there you go. No, I, for me i'm the same anytime i bike to the grocery store i bike to get a haircut i thought all right that's a kilometer or that's a little bit it's yeah. uh it's a small thing like I, I look at it kind of the same way i look at donations is it's a small things like one or five or ten that adds up to be lots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anybody in yeah. in Canada can participate by by being part of that. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about how it started? Yeah. So um, it started back in 2016. Um, I was actually founded by uh, a team in Australia, so um, they were the ones who came up with the concept of it. So uh, GCC actually takes place uh, in Canada, in Australia, and in the United States. Um, so they came up with the idea a little bit before 2016 and um, basically said, okay, this is doing really well. We want to spread it. Um, so they actually reached out to a children's hospital in Canada that does a lot of good work called Sick Kids. And um, we got on board with it. We thought it was just a fantastic idea. Um, I'm not entirely sure which hospital they work with in the United States, but I know that it is going on there as well. Um, and yes, after they proposed us the idea, they kind of said we'll work on kind of the promotion stuff, but uh, we would like Canada to really take the lead and work with the communities around to get things going. And um, so that was in 2016, and it's now blossomed to where it is today. And uh, we've already raised over the past six years over $30 million. So Wow. And can you tell me a little bit about where the money's gone? Yeah. So uh, it all goes to it's the goal of the Great Cycle Challenge is fighting kids' cancer. Um, cancer is something that affects all of us, but um, – we want to specifically target uh, cancer in children because, you know, no child should be really 
fighting for their life when they should be living their life. So at St. Kitts Foundation, sorry, at St. Kitts Hospital, uh, we have something called the Garen Family Cancer Center, which was opened up back in 2013, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, 2013. And um, they are the... Uh, I believe the largest cancer center that we have here in Toronto. And we te- actually take care of not just people from Toronto itself, but also about 25% of all cancer patients here in Canada. Um, and all of that money that's raised goes towards uh, research, towards actual treatment, pro- pro- providing for families who maybe can't afford such things like travel costs or um, anything else that's really affecting them when they're dealing with a, can- a child that has cancer. Right. And um, so Basically, the the money that this is your biggest fundraiser. What are the other fundraisers that you use? So um, our two, I would yeah, I would say our two largest ones. We have something called uh, Sick Kids Get Loud, which is a uh, it's a, it's like similar to GCC, a month long campaign mm-hmm. where people fundraise. That one's targeted a little bit more towards families than individual riders, such as myself or yourself. Um, so they raise money with parents and their children, and that all um, ends with a nice. I want to say festival of sorts and a little walk at the very end of the month. And it'll be this year at a place called Downstreet Park, which is located just in the north end of Toronto. Um, so that's one of them. We also have something called a Million Reasons Run, which is a very similar concept to GCC. But instead of go- getting on a bike, you're just running. So <laughs> got to just strap on your shoes and um, run as many kilometers as you can and raise as much money as you can. Right. And uh, so some of the... Um some of the ways that people get involved is not just by individuals, but they also have teams. Um, and uh, they also have, I mean, there's some really big fundraisers. Who are part yes, of it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we have some people that really, they go above and beyond. Like um, obviously any amount raised is amazing, but we do notice there's some people that are raising like 10, 13, $15,000. Uh, sometimes over the, the smallest things, like simple donations of, five, ten dollars are having a bake sale, but they just are very persistent. They talk to a lot of people in their community and they have a lot of good connections. And that those small donations eventually build up to the tune of over ten thousand. Um so yeah, a lot of incredible work out there. But obviously we appreciate everyone, no matter how much they raise, just uh for contributing to the fight that we're all fighting for. Yeah. Um can you talk a little bit about um how the campaign goes? Because I mean I've participated yes, in the of course. Now, so yeah, I'll try to keep it as short as I can. I do talk a lot, so my apologies. But um, the short version is it is a month-long campaign beginning from August 1st, August 31st in terms of the ride. However, it starts now. And uh, what we're telling people is you hop on your bike, you raise money. That's a very gist of it. You can log your kilometers. You can set a goal of either 10 kilometers, one kilometer, or even not even hop on. You cannot hop on a bike at all. But you set a personal goal, whatever you're comfortable with, and you go around your community, talk to your friends, family, share it on your social media, and raise funds. You can have people give you cash. You can enter that in online. People can donate directly to your page. Whatever way you're able to obtain money is good with us. And um, and be, yeah, people can really fundraise um, to whatever amount they want to. That was not the best explanation. I'm sorry. That was slightly <laughs> less organized. But yes, that's the short version of it. Um, all right. And then, so talk a little bit about it. Cause, um, this is called unapologetically Canadian. So one of the, um, things that we like to do is talk about the a, a Canadian identity per se. So can you talk about, cause this came out of Australia, it's in the U S. Um, can you tell what's, what's different about the Canadian version of the great cycle challenge? 
Well, I don't. I couldn't tell you too much about how the U.S. does it, but we're Canada, so we're automatically a little bit better. Um, but I would say one thing that's kind of one thing that I mean, I've been born and raised in Toronto, like been around Canada my whole life, and I've been very privileged to travel around to so many, like I've driven across to Vancouver and all the way across the East Coast. And what they always found when I go to, um, especially small towns, uh, is just a sense of community. There are people that come from all walks of life. They have completely different upbringings and lifestyles, and yet. Uh, we all just kind of come together to fight the same cause. And just over the conversations I've been having with people and looking at the GCC Friends Canada Facebook group that we have where people can come together, I think what really makes us special and different is just um, how much we care, how uh, how friendly we are, how supportive we are of each other. Even if it's someone from BC talking to somebody from Nova Scotia, you can have them connect on Facebook and share their story and um, bring them together by the shared experiences that they have and um, sure, America might be able to do that, but I think that um, we're really unique in just how, how supportive and kind we are to everybody, even when we have our struggles as well. Because, you know, I'll see on a Facebook group that people that they're kind of complaining, they maybe um, have the best intentions, but they're not the most happy. And instead of people just getting upset with them, they try to bring them back up and remind them that even if you're not feeling the greatest today, we're all working towards the same thing. And um, I always love when I see those stories because it reminds me that there are so many good people out there that just want to help make a difference. Um, and can you talk a little bit about some of the other people who are involved? Yeah. I mean, I can give you some individual stories of people. I'm not sure if they're comfortable with me sharing their names, but uh, I can tell you that the moment I first started, I was told that there are some people that really like to go above and beyond. And there's this older woman from small town, Ontario, who managed to raise, I want to say 11 to $13,000 last year. And, so I gave her a call and I asked her, hey, what did you do? Like, how how did you get from just not knowing about this challenge at all to where you are at this point? And she told me she has this really simple concept of if somebody is living and breathing, they have the ability to donate. And she will seriously go around to little, just she'll be riding her, uh, her bike, wearing her jersey, and she will pass people on the road. And sometimes people will actually stop and talk and ask her what she's doing. Every time she tells me she goes to Timmy's or she goes... Um, to the grocery store, she has a jersey on and she just asked the cashier, hey, would you like to donate any any amount that you have? And she told me a story of this one girl that only had a dollar. And that girl was so, she was like, I don't know, 15, 16, and she was so apologetic. And the woman said, hey, if you give me this dollar and then everyone in here gives me a dollar, I possibly raised 50. And I thought to myself, that's the kind of mindset that I want everyone to have is, and sometimes the little conversations that you have with people in the small amounts, um, that can actually get make a big difference. A lot of people, um, th- what I think is a lot of people want to help, they just don't know how. But if you just make that ask and you strike up a conversation, you're going to be very successful. And she is our, as of now, I think our largest fundraiser. And um, it's really inspiring to see what she's doing, especially at her age. She's like, well, don't tell her this, but she's a little bit older, not too old, obviously, because she's still helping out. And, uh, you know, we have so many writers that are like that, um, that I've talked to, I, that um, they didn't even do anything crazy. They don't host a crazy fundraising event or anything like that, but it's uh, just, yeah, like I said, the small things that they do. And I, I can actually tell another fun story that I liked. Um, I was looking through just a list of who are our top fundraisers. And I noticed that there's this, uh, there's this boy who was only five years old and he had raised over 10 grand, I believe in his second year. And I, I searched his name. There was even a CBC article done about him. So I ended up calling the mom and said, how did this happen? And she said, well, we actually originally started it because we just wanted an excuse for him to get outside and ride a bicycle and do something. Um, and then people saw what he was doing and were so inspired by it. And they got met so many members of the community involved. And yeah, they also just did an amazing job with their fundraising. And I thought it's really 
the most unexpected things. Um, people are going to see some kid biking room on the road and next thing you know, they're making a huge impact. Oh, that's really cool. Um, what about some of the people who actually work for the organization? Can you talk a little bit about Wait, that? Sorry, kind of, kind of do you repeat the question again? What about some of the people who um, work for the organization? Can you talk a little bit about them? Yeah, like um, their involvement in the GCC? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, my director, uh, his name's Jamie Lamont. I, um, he is probably the most involved with it. Uh, I looked already, he's already at, I think, almost $3,000 raised, and it's not even July yet. Um, so he's always been very involved with it. I believe um, one of his family members, I can't remember which, has um, has been personally affected by cancer. So he, um, yeah, very passionate about the cause and always does a lot. He's very well connected within the community because of how long he's been doing this. And I think the work that he does is incredibly inspiring. Um, and I can even speak for myself. I know I am new, but uh, when I first got hired, I thought it, um, the campaign that they were giving me was perfect because I am, I'm an avid cyclist. I bike almost every day. Um, any, anywhere I can. And um, when I was, I believe, 11 or 12 years old, my next door neighbor, she was actually diagnosed with leukemia when she was only three years old. Um, at that time, I wanted to help in some way. And I thought, oh, let's go with a science route, become a doctor. Then I realized science wasn't for me. Um, but my passion for sick still remained. And um, I always saw myself helping out in some way, especially helping children that can't really help themselves. And uh, now here I am managing the campaign. And i just want to give back in whatever way I can and really make a difference because I saw the struggles that not only she went through, but her parents went through um, and how much it affected her family and the whole community. And I, and I just remember there's like, there's so many other people that are experiencing the same thing and I want to do my part to make their lives as good as I can. Great. Wow. That's a, that's an inspiring story too. Um, can you talk Thanks. about, um, uh, you knew I was going to, I did warn you that the last question on this is always, do you consider yourself Canadian and what does that mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, it's actually a funny story uh, because I um, yesterday I was so I, as you can tell sorry about my skin tone I don't look I don't look white but I was telling of uh, talking to a friend uh, my full name is Ian David Parker and I was telling this person I met they're like okay what is your background like where do you come from and I told you you know the honest answer is I don't fully know because I'm adopted um, I have only known one way of life growing up and that is really being born and raised as a Canadian and um to me, like, I guess your question is, what does that mean? Or like, what, what makes me So you do Canadian? consider yourself um, a Canadian, but what does it mean to you? Um, so yeah, so like, I, yeah, I consider myself just true-blooded Canadian. And I always say um, what it means to me is really just, um, oh, it's, sorry, it's a very good, it's a very good question. Um, I just feel a lot of pride being Canadian because I know how, how special and unique we are. And obviously we have our struggles, we have our things to work on, but um, it's really, I think Canadians are just, we're, we're kind, we're caring, we're, we have that, we have that sense of community. We have that sense of pride of helping others. Um, it, it, it's something that I, I always have just found myself being a part of. I've never felt excluded from, um, because we do so much work to make people feel included and welcome despite coming from any walk of life. And, uh, and my mother, she's an immigrant. My, my dad's been here for ages, but they have the exact same lifestyle now. And I think that's what makes this place so special is. Uh, no matter where you come from, you're going to feel Canadian in some way. <laughs> Great. Thank you very yeah. much. I also am a huge hockey fan. and I was put on skates at three years old, so there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> that so if you want the more Canadian answer, I grew up skiing. I played hockey. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had, a rink, I had a rink in my backyard until I until like global warming got really bad. And, and um, so I was about 15, and then we could consistently keep a rink. But besides that, I'd be out of I'd be out of my backyard shooting pucks in my garage and breaking stuff all the time. That's more. 
Well, for it, you. It, it is June. I think <laughs> you wouldn't be in your backyard at this time of the year. <laughs> Not right now. Well, my parents kicked me out. No, it's <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I've always tried to just embrace all the things and make a special. Uh, I'm like I've, like I mentioned, I've been very fortunate to travel across uh, by car as well, like not on a plane going over it. But my family, we rented, we not rented, we bought a tent trailer, drove across um, all the way to the west coast, and um, we didn't have a trailer at the time. We've also driven across to the east coast, and that really got. Uh, gave me the opportunity to just meet so many different Canadians. And I, I realized it because, you know, I'm from Toronto, I'm from the biggest city. Uh, and I thought, wow, these people have such a different life for me. I'm like, like the, 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 if you were to toss them in Toronto, they would feel like they're in another country. And yet, you know, here I am, I, um, I'm like, what, 13, 14, and I'm still able to have this, like the same old conversations, talking to people, how they're doing. Um, people don't even know you're going to come up like, hi, how's your day going? And I thought, oh, I love this. This is what I envision Canada to be, uh, is there's people that are always out there going, like, hi, how are you? How's your day? What can I do to make your day better? Um, and I really hope that that can continue on. Yeah. And, and as manager, so your tasks over the next six weeks are going to be, uh, well, I guess it's more than six weeks. It's, uh, what, 10 weeks? Uh, yeah, about that. Um, and it'll continue on a little bit into September as well for the fundraising part. The ride goal does end on the 31st, but um, in the same way that donations can be accepted now, they can also be accepted a little bit after, all the way until the end of September. Um, so yeah, for the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking to a lot of people, just trying to get them on board, seeing how I can take what they've been doing in the past to make it better. Because, um, I really see myself as someone that can like elevate people really, but just by giving them the resources and opportunities, because as I mentioned, people want to help in some way, but they sometimes don't know what to do. They don't have the access to it. Um, so if I can help them do that, I can give them a little step up. Oh, that's fabulous. Well, thank you very much for your work. And I'm looking forward to another great, uh, experience this year. Thank you for listening to Unapologetically Canadian.